Blog Talk Radio. Do you watch Fox News all day? Are you dizzy from conservative spin? Are you a birther or teabagger? You might be suffering from a condition called barachnophobia. If so, the only cure is Liberal Dan Radio. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on Blog Talk Radio. Warning, Liberal Dan Radio is not a substitute for doctor's advice. Severe cases of barachnophobia may require psychiatric help. This may prove expensive if Republicans repeal health care. Listening to Liberal Dan Radio may cause you to embrace things like facts, logic, and reason. If these symptoms last for more than four hours, you have been cured. For more information, go to liberaldan.com. to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. Or you can uh, come into the chat room and listen there, leave your questions, connect via Skype uh, from the chat room, or if you're listening after the live broadcast, via downloading the podcast to your listening device, either via iTunes or uh, directly from the Blog Talk radio play page. You can always leave your comments, questions, concerns after the show on the show thread over at liberaldan.com. Or later on today, I'm going to be talking with uh, Nikki Papazagakis, uh, founder of Freegal. We had her Launch day of Freegal was yesterday. It's went live, and it's during the Louisiana uh, upcoming elections that take place in 2015 in the fall. So it'll be a very interesting tool uh, to see how you can uh, politically connect with other people uh, and, and other individuals who are running for office. Um, so, but first, as always, uh, I'd like to start off with brief look at this week's headlines. Apple announced a bunch of products today, including an iPad Pro and an accessory specifically for it. It is called the Apple Pencil. The Apple Pencil will cost you $99. That's right, $1,000 Apple and $100 Pencil. What's next, a $50 crayon? In other tech news today, you will be able to send tacos, unicorns, and a middle finger as an emoji. Isn't technology wonderful? In drug news, it was reported that teens are vaping marijuana with e-cigarettes. In related news, the sky is blue and water is wet. Food news, McDonald's is promising cage-free eggs in 10 years. I can't believe I had Nicholas Cage in my eggs this entire time. And finally, in health news, it was reported that Alzheimer's protein can be spread from human to human. I haven't noticed any difference after talking to a person with Alzheimer's the other day. And finally, in health news, it was reported that the Alzheimer's protein can be spread from human to human. And that was this week's headlines. So, I've got a bunch of stuff to talk talk about today. Uh, I'll start talking about the tweet of the week first, uh, because it was just a funny one. It was a bumper sticker. 
promoting a potential camp candidacy. Uh, Trump Palin 2016, you're fired, I quit. Of course, referring to Trump's moniker during his uh, apprentice shows and Sarah Palin's half-turn governor, uh, half-turn as governor in the state of Alaska. So we got a lot of things going on. Um, we have finally, I guess, finally, uh, Kim Davis was released from prison and everybody is all happy for her. Uh, at least those people who are supportive of her and think of her as Rosa Parks or Job or somebody else from history who is, could be considered a much better person than she. Uh, the, the, the arguments that have been having with people about this issue, about her and her actions, it's, it's just crazy. And the biggest thing that I've heard when people are talking about it is that, you know, they ask, well, what law did they break? What law did she break? She didn't break a law. Tell me the law she broke. And which is two problems. A, you have the issue of them not understanding the difference between jail and prison. And, you know, a lot of people probably don't understand what the difference between jail and prison is unless you're maybe been to jail and been to prison so you know the difference. Now, you can be put in jail without being guilty of a crime. When they arrest you, they lock you up in jail. Prison, on the other hand, is when you go and you're punished for actually committing a crime, being found guilty of a crime. That's, you know, if you're sent to incarcerate, if you're going to be incarcerated for that, you go to prison. Two different things, two different concepts. They're not getting. So she hasn't found, been found guilty of any crime. That's why she's not in prison, or she wasn't in prison. She is, however, in jail because she violated a court order. The court required her to do a certain action, to, and that action being giving out, handing out marriage licenses from her office, that her office is going to be required to give out marriage license, licenses to anybody who legally need, wants one and who legally can obtain one. And she was supposed to do nothing to get in the way of stopping it. She was, she was supposed to enable that to take place. She didn't, and as such, she violated the court order. Not only did she violate the court order, she violated the Constitution. Now, what law did, did she break? Well, it's only the supreme law of the land that requires equal protection under the law. That's just that little law. It's amazing how they tend to um, forget about these things. Of course, uh, ever since the gay marriage ruling came down, I have, of my conservative friends, I have a lot of people who are saying that they want to get rid of the 14th Amendment altogether, which is just bizarre, too, because the 14th Amendment is basically a check on state power. It basically allows the federal government to step in and say, look, 
state governments are overreaching and they're violating the rights of individuals, we as the federal government are going to come in and stop it. It's a good thing. Of course, the people who run around screaming, quote, states' rights, which there's no such thing as states' rights, but the people running around screaming about states' rights, they're not going to, you know, they, they're, they, for some reason, they don't want to, uh, they, they don't want to give up that, that power of the state over them, even though these people tend to be limited government folks. These people tend to be the folks that will want less government intrusion in your lives, if it's federal, federal government. But they have no problem with the state. Uh, there, there are a lot of the same people who are these conservative types who want to eliminate the 14th Amendment, who also want to eliminate the 17th Amendment. They want to stop. They want to stop. Uh, individuals from being able to directly elect their senators instead want to give the power back to uh, state governments to do so, even though it was shown in the past that it was a very bad idea and it was wrought with corruption. For some reason, they want to return to that because I guess they don't like people having power. They want state governments to have power. So whenever those, that type of conservative wants to come up and try and tell you that they're not, you know, that they're, they're against government intrusion in your lives, Ask them if they support the repeal of the 14th Amendment. Ask them if they support the repeal of the 17th Amendment. If they say yes to either of those, you'll know that they're full of crap. So let's go ahead and take the first commercial break real quick, and we'll come back and talk about some other issues. The bottom half of the hour, we're going to be talking with Nikki Papasagakis uh, from Freegal to discuss the launch of the site, taking your calls as well, 347-838-8368. Jerry code 347-838-8368. This is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Are you planning a trip to Disney soon? Do you want help avoiding spending mistakes and making the most of your vacation? Then check out BudgetEars.com, a new site devoted to helping you get the most mouse for your money. What kinds of tickets should you get? Is the dining plan a good deal for you? Should you stay on grounds or not? Should you buy park hoppers? Many other sites are filled with information about what other people like to do. But BudgetEars is geared to help you make the best decision for you. So check out BudgetEars.com or go to YouTube.com slash BudgetEars and help make your trip the best it can be. BudgetEars.com is not a travel agency and it is not affiliated with the Disney Corporation or any of its holdings. I am sick and tired of the propaganda in today's media. You know, we can't have a sane discussion about politics. Well, yes, you can, and it's on RLJS Radio Live with the girls, Monica RW, and Autumn S. I'm there every week when they discuss Michigan and national politics, job search, unemployment, and more from an independent laugh, sanity-based point of view. So, tune in. RLJS Radio Live, Saturdays and Sundays at 11 a.m. sharp here on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. 
or you can Skype in from the show page on blogtalkradio.com, or you can go to the homepage, liberaldan.com, after the show, find the show thread, and leave your comments, questions, and concerns there. The show thread is found on the page from Blog Talk Radio. You can click directly to it. Um, if you like the music that you heard, uh, it's from Untested Methods, and actually Untested Methods has just announced that it is coming out with some new music. So potentially I will play some of that new music, perhaps coming in and out of commercial breaks if I feel it fits well with the show. So um, anyway, but I encourage you to check them out as well. And of course, again, give Untested Methods a thank you for allowing me to use their music uh, without having to worry about paying any money. Um, it's a very nice thing of, of the, him to be able to do for me. Anyway, so lots of interesting things going on. We've got uh, elections again. It's qualifying for Louisiana elections has started uh, this week. Uh, we already have serious sinner David Vitter. He is running for governor of the state of, of the great state of Louisiana, and uh, a TV reporter was, was apparently being very aggressive with Senator Vitter. He had a confrontation with Senator Vitter uh, over the fact that he wanted to find out more answers as to whether or not uh, Vitter was going to be honest about this uh, his, his past scandals, his serious sins. And no, he's not, obviously. But he he was the reporter was then fired. And the reporter believes that he was fired because he asked those questions and potentially uh either the Vitter campaign threatened or the station was scared that the Vitter campaign might Re, uh, reduce or eliminate their ad buys from the station as long as that reporter still works there. Now, why do I side on the fact that it's probably true? Uh, Luke Bowler, bitter spokesman, said no one from the campaign contacted the station about the ad, calling the allegation a thousand percent false. Well, I have this theory. When, it, when people say things like something is a thousand percent false, I have to wonder if they understand math. And typically, let's say, let's say you're watching an episode of Mari Povich. That episode of Mari Povich happens to have on fraternity tests, like they often do. And when a woman comes up and she's calm, collected, and she says, you know, Mari, you know, so the calm ones will either say, look, I made a mistake, and it might not be this person's kid. It might be somebody else's kid. Then, you know, obviously there's a chance she's being honest that it might be somebody else's kid. And a lot of times you'll have somebody come on and where the guy might think she cheated and it questions the fraternity. And the woman, being, you know, faithful is in the realm of their relationship, will come and say, Mari, I don't know why he's questioning me. I'm 100% sure that this is his child and never slept with anybody else. And you know what? Typically, those people are right as well. Now, regardless of who comes on and denies anything, when the, when the person comes on, she goes, Maury, I am a thousand percent sure that he is the father. 
when you're when you start trying to overstate, you know, anything above a hundred percent, sure, because you can only be a hundred percent certain. You can't be a hundred one percent certain. You can't be a hundred ten percent certain. You can't be a thousand or a million percent certain. Whenever they come on and say, "I'm a thousand percent sure that he is the daddy," you will normally hear coming afterwards, "James, you are not the father." And then he will dance and do a little happy dance of joy on the stage. And the woman will run out of the room, potentially not even making it out of the room, falling on the floor, crying, laughing. It's, you know, it's probably a very horrible thing to watch, but sometimes you just can't help yourself. It's, I could go on and talk about that for a while, but I don't want to. My point is, is that Vitter's spokesperson says he's a thousand percent a thousand percent false. Why is it just a hundred percent false? Why do you have to be overzealous? It's probably because by overacting and trying to make them say, oh, it's a thousand percent false, they have to just really, really try hard to convince people it's false because, well, bitter campaign, his, his campaign himself, he is unreliable as a person. So why would we believe him? They got to go over the top. And it's, you know, regardless of whether or not, I believe Dacian was likely afraid that they were going to lose, they could potentially lose David Vitter revenue if they, you know, if they if they continue to have this guy on staff. I, I'm sure that they were afraid of that. Now, was it because they were contacted by the campaign itself and, and told, look, he can't be on staff anymore if you want any of our money? Or if they just preemptively said, look, we want to make sure that we keep the senator happy so he can keep buying ads with us, so let's go ahead and fire this guy. So that, that to me, is just the overall problem in elections and with money in elections. And why I think the responsibility is on the voters to fix this problem. And you can. You absolutely can fix this problem. And the problem is this. We have a system where the media will only support those candidates who can buy advertising on their stations or in their in their printed media or what have you. You can if you can funnel money from your campaign to the media outlooks, they will give you attention. If you can't buy advertising on their website, if you can't buy advertising on their on their um, Newspapers, if you can't buy commercial advertising on their TV or on their radio shows, then they have no reason to pay attention to you. And they're going to then call you and also ram. They're going to call you names, you know, that you're not a really important candidate. And then they'll get away with not giving you equal time because they'll say, well, they're not really candidates. They're not. They don't have a chance to make it because there's no money. But there's no reason to believe that there's no chance that a person could win if the voters would do their job and prove the media wrong and research the people themselves and find information about what the candidates stand for and, and how their lives may be better if that person becomes elected into office. And if enough people did that, then guess what? You wouldn't need to buy media advertising. So they, they don't want to lose their cash cow. They don't want to basically say, look, 
you know, it was a good run while it lasted. They want to be able to milk each and every campaign for every penny that they can. And I don't necessarily blame them for wanting to do it. I mean, if you're in business, you're trying to get as much, you know, customers as you can in, in, in radio. You know, I'm trying to get as much advertising as I can. Of course, I also, having run before and having dealt with that issue and, and, and feeling so strongly about this issue, I also would not let say people, you cannot come to my show because you're underfunded or you haven't given me any, uh, you haven't given me any of your campaign money to pay for uh, contributions to cover running advertising on my station or on my podcast for you. Obviously, I'm not going to do that. Uh, I will have you on the show and talk about you regardless of whether or not you can, you're, you're a contributor because I think that somebody running for office is newsworthy. So, unfortunately, not everybody in the media agrees with my, I guess, more altruistic outlook on why people should take more uh, care into looking into the candidates and why we shouldn't have also-rans as part of our vernacular. You know, but it's just not going to it's not going to change until the people change it. And when, when will the people change it? Well, when they get off their asses and do it. It's as simple as that. Uh, let's see. Um, back to Kim Davis again. I was going through my kind of Facebook wall to see what it posted. Uh, Kim Davis was already telling her lawyers that when she got out of prison, or I'm sorry, jail, uh, would be that she is... Um, that she cannot get in the way of people. She cannot interfere with people. And she said, "What out? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it." It's just bizarre that you know she would agree to something and then not follow through with it. I think the Bible says something about bearing false witness, but those rules apparently aren't important. Well, Ted Cruz quote: "Hey immigrants, we are a nation of laws, and you pay the price if you don't follow them." Now, if you excuse me, I need to go support Kim Davis. Another meme that was basically discussing the whole Kim Davis deal, which is that um, the, the, what the punishment for uh, for uh, somebody who doesn't listen to a judge. If you're arrogant enough to, to not listen to a judge, you should be put to death. Good thing we aren't living in a biblical nation where biblical laws are the laws of the land and the secular law rules the day. It's a good thing for that. Uh, oh, another video thing. Um, there was a picture snapped. Uh, and actually, it looks like Nikki is in that picture. Uh, and uh, looking at the people, you know, I guess who are there for David Vitter and his uh, signing up to be governor. But there's another individual with a little diaper on that, and the sign says, I love diaper Dave. And so what does that come from? Well, there is a rumor going around that uh, David Vitter uh, liked to dress up in a diaper when he was in his, uh, the room with the prostitutes. And some people say it's not true, and some people just say there's no evidence of it being true. And I'm more of the opinion that, you know what, David Vitter is a horrible person. That doesn't mean he's going to wear diapers. But David Vitter is, is, is a horrible person. 
he grandstanded talking about Bob Livingston, person who was going to be Speaker of the House from Louisiana 1st Congressional District. Uh, he was found to have committed an adulter- adultery, having an affair, had an affair on his wife. And so he stepped down from his position because all while he was having his affair on his wife, he, Bob Livingston and Vitter and others, were taking the position of, well, Clinton should resign because of his naughty behavior. So, um, Vitter said, basically, basically made a comment that if somebody commits an affair like this, that, and they're in elected office, that they should resign. Did Vitter resign? Well, it happened in 2007. How do I know? How do I know when it happened in 2007, other than the fact that it said it on the news today? Well, I will always remember this because I remember waking up one morning on my honeymoon and I was on a cruise ship and the news was playing on the TV in the background. And as I was waking up from my slumber, I happened to hear something about David Vitter admitting DC Madam and that's all I heard. And I woke up and I said, what? And all day I tried to find a TV and tried to figure out what the heck happened with David Vitter and nothing. Couldn't find it. Finally, I got back to my room or one, at one point of the day. TV was on. I turned it on. I turned the channel to the news station, and they were finally discussing David Vitter, and David Vitter had admitted to, quote, serious sins involving uh, the D.C. madam. I guess maybe her call girls. So, but, I mean, he never actually admitted to, you know, having sex with them. So for people who berate me and others for talking about the diaper controversy, uh, it's great you for not just I'm not so telling on what we know. What he admitted to is quote, serious sins, whatever those are, and what he and his number was found in the whole DC madam kerfuffle. And so. You have him admitting those couple of things, but I think it's reasonable to then say, well, obviously he put up money and he sucked the pokers. Then there's some nuance. The the D.C. madam obviously is in Washington, D.C. There's prostitution going on in Canal Street in New Orleans. And Vitter was claimed to be wearing diapers in one of them. Another one, her, her name was Wendy, which is you know, apparently disturbed him because his wife also has the name Wendy. And he claimed those New Orleans stories aren't true. Well, why should we believe that, Senator Vitter? Why should we believe that the, quote, New Orleans stories aren't true? We shouldn't. We have no reason to. I have no reason to trust Senator Vitter on anything that he does. So if there's somebody out there saying that they have evidence that David Vitter wore diapers with a hooker, I think it's that that source, even if it's unknown, is automatically more reliable than David Vitter himself. And he's made a, a he's made a political mockery of himself and his career. But somehow he still won Senate, last senatorial election, and he's running for governor. Hopefully we reject him. Hopefully we say no. This is going to be bad. Hopefully we elect somebody who is more palatable. Don't know if that's going to happen. But hopefully that will be the case. So I just, his hypocrisy is just mind 
numbingly stupid. Finally, before we get to the break, there's a little meme. A lot of people have been posting memes. I'm just jumping back and forth between David Vitter and Kim Davis. And there were some funny ones like it, but there was one where it was like, Winston didn't believe in ghosts, Kim, but he still did his damn job. And there's a picture of Winston Zedmore from Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Now, I'm as, you know, I love Ghostbusters. I'm a big old nerd. I love those movies. But here's the problem. Winston didn't say he didn't believe in ghosts. In fact, Winston uh, said that he would believe anything he wanted as long as it had a steady paycheck. Winston also, while giving testimony to the mayor, said that uh, as long as it had a steady or, or no, I'm sorry. He said that he would teach saw shit that would turn you white. So, and later on, and finally, in the end of the movie, he did say that it wasn't worth his $11,500 a year salary. But, in the day, he didn't not, he, did, he didn't not believe in the ghosts. He believed in the ghosts. Once he saw the ghosts, he believed in the ghosts. And... He just was willing to do it, regardless of belief, for a paycheck. I guess kind of that's their that's kind of their point, I guess, with it. But you know, I'm nitpicky like that. So let's see. So let's go ahead and take the uh, news break. Uh, come back, and hopefully Nikki will be with us, uh, taking your calls as well. Three four seven eight three eight eight three six eight. It's area code 347-838-8368. And this is Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Production of Diversified Media Enterprises. I'm Doug Cunningham. The International Brotherhood of Teamsters has launched their Get America Working campaign calling for massive new investments in infrastructure, transportation, and clean energy. The American Society of Civil Engineers estimates that America needs to spend $3.6 trillion to modernize and repair roads, bridges, ports, airports, railroads, and water systems. Teamsters President Jim Hoffa says making these investments would create jobs while giving America the 21st century infrastructure it needs to remain competitive. And he says both sides of the political aisle need to unite on this issue. we got to make it a bipartisan issue. We've got to get Democrats and Republicans working on this. What's happened right now is this thing is tied up on Capitol Hill. What we've got to do is to get people concentrating on the fact that we've got to get this economy going, and the way to do that is to fix our infrastructure. Uh, We're talking about a five-year plan almost a trillion dollars to start getting people back to work, fixing our roads, our bridges, our ports. The Teamsters are calling on Congress to fund transportation infrastructure by passing a multi-year surface transportation reauthorization. The president has a proposal, but it's bottled up right now. And the problem is they've been passing short fixes for a year, two years at a time. We need a real program that's truly funded. The number of people in this country is growing dramatically. We're at 350 million people already. But our highways are not growing. Our bridges aren't growing. Hoffa says that 
is a recipe for disaster. Seattle teachers are on strike. The Seattle Education Association says after the school board failed to negotiate a tentative agreement, the SEA bargaining team marched into the school board meeting room and announced negotiations are over. Seattle closed their schools Wednesday. Picket lines started Wednesday at every Seattle school. The Seattle Teachers Union says talks have been ongoing since May, but many major issues remain unresolved. Among them are professional pay, Teachers have gone six years with no cost of living adjustments, fair teacher and staff evaluations, reasonable testing, educator workload relief, and student equity around discipline and the opportunity gap are also yet to be resolved. The Independent Pilots Association is calling on its members to authorize a strike against UPS. Union spokesman Brian Godet says after four years of bargaining and mediation, it's time to take it to the next level because there's a long list of unresolved issues. We're still facing kind of our top big five issues like scheduling, scope, compensation, benefits, retirement. I mean, it's, it's really those big five that are all still wide open and, again, four years into the deal. Win is made possible in part through underwriting support from the United Steelworkers. You've been listening to Win Workers Independent News. For more information, visit laborradio.org. And welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. To join the conversation, it's area code 347-838-8368. That is area code 347-838-8368. You can also connect via Skype on the chat room at the Blog Talk Radio page. And again, if you're listening after the live broadcast, you could always leave your comments, questions, concerns, etc., over on the show page at liberaldan.com. Now, as I said, we would like I'd like to welcome back on the show uh, founder of Freegal, Freegal.com, uh, Nikki Papazagakis. How are you doing, Nikki? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, we have a, um, a very exciting day yesterday because yesterday was the official day uh, that you launched uh, Freegal. Um, a lot to coincide with the uh, start of the uh, fall election season here in Louisiana. So just, I guess, remind everybody, just give a little background as to, you know, the basic concept behind Frigo, what it is, what you think, um, and what, what you think it brings to the political spectrum. Okay. Um, thank you for having me on. Uh, I really appreciate being back. And, um, so Freegal is a political social network, and it is designed to connect candidates and voters in a way that doesn't exist, but really to kind of restore the type of dialogue that was envisioned by the founding fathers when they created the country. Um, so what we do is uh, for voters, when you sign up, we take your address information and automatically connect you to all of the districts on your ballot. So, you know, a lot of us don't know what rep, you know, state house district we live in or what Bessie district. Um, so Freegal does that for you automatically. Uh, and then it connects you to all of the candidates that are in those races. So whether or not those candidates subscribe to Freegal doesn't matter. You'll still see them there. If they subscribe, you'll be able to find out all sorts of information about them Um much more so and much more in-depth and customized than uh, 
from a website, you know, uh, or Facebook or social media, and also in a consistent format. Uh, if they are not a Spreagle subscriber, then you'll simply see their name, that they're running for the office, and uh, their campaign finance information if it's been reported yet. Um, so the whole goal for Spreagle is to become a personalized political platform. There's a lot of noise and spin out there. There's so many different issues to keep track of. There's so much information that, that goes around uh, that you know, unless you're just really a, a political junkie and, and just love it and highly passionate about it, um, for most people, you know, a lot of people have become apathetic and, and disengaged from the process. So Freegal actually makes it easy to, in, to, to stay informed and also engage on the issues that you care about. So a few of the differences that uh, Freegal provides from anything that I've ever seen out there uh, is one, everything really is organized by issue categories. So when you create your account, it asks you to set your uh, your preferences around the elections, which races you want to follow, and which issues you care about. Um, you know, education may be, you know, the, the most critical uh, issue that, that you care about. Um, maybe for somebody else it's health care and and other people are environmental activists. And, you know, so, so most of us have, you know, probably a few issues that are, are really strong, others we might care about, and then some we just kind of leave to other people to be passionate about. And so with the current environment, you really have no way to kind of filter the news uh, and the information based on the things that you care about. You just sort of get it all and have to filter it yourself. Well, with Regal. Uh, everything and, and all the conversation and everything basically is, is uh, organized around issues So um, and, and particular races as well. So, uh, for example, we have right now we actually have 36 issue categories. Uh, we've gotten some feedback from users this week uh, to add a few more, so we're going to be up to 39. Um, and when candidates fill out their profile, they choose which of those they want to uh, make a statement about. So um, some choose, you know, don't respond to any, and they just give you their general platform and their biographical information. Others, uh, actually, uh, Lieutenant Governor, uh, the uh, one of the candidates for Lieutenant Governor, uh, Albert Guillory, actually responded to I think all of them, almost if not all, almost all of them. And um, and and actually asked us to add one, so uh, you know he was pretty passionate about the the voters knowing where he stood on those things. Uh, right. And then we have others that you know maybe choose two or five or you know it's totally up to the candidate as to what they they fill out. But you can go to their page, and if healthcare is my issue, I can just go to each candidate's page and and look at healthcare, or I can do side by side comparisons. Um, so we. Unlike Facebook or Twitter, you know, a lot of these other social or, or even individual websites that are centered around the candidate, Spiegel is centered around the election. So we have election forums for each race. Um, so, for example, the governor's forum, um, the four major candidates for office have all subscribed. Um, there were some other candidates yesterday at Secretary of State's office that filed and uh, hopefully they'll be subscribing as well. Um, but after the qualifying is over, we will 
populate everyone who has qualified in that race, so you will mm-hmm. see who all was going to be on the ballot. Um, so you can do side-by-side comparisons and say, I want to see where they stand on health care, and it shows you every candidate and if they've populated a position on that, on that topic. The other thing that's different is um, the wall. So in the forum, similar to Facebook where you have a wall and you can post and have threads or, in, you know, uh, independent new posts, it's, it's similar to that except that you must tag an issue. So you can't – so it basically filters the conversation. So if I have a question or, or comment or post about health care, I tag it to health care. So now if you come behind me and you want to go to the governor's race and find out about health care, instead of looking through all the posts on the page, you can simply filter down to the ones that are relevant to you. So there's a lot of cool features that, uh, you know, just help customize and, and tailor the content down to the individual voter and helps the candidates reach them in a meaningful way that is important to them and helps the voters sift through all the information overload and the spin and everything else in order to really find out who are those candidates that best represent their, ish, uh, their interests on the issues that uh, are of importance to them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I signed up over the break. Uh, so I was able to see, you know, see what's going on. And right now I have the governor's race open and it's, you know, it's very simple and very easy to, um, you can select all the candidates, just select a few of the candidates and uh, you can, you know, compare the candidacies and they give, you know, a rough little got the explanation of who they are. And then you can, you know, just drill down to particular issues. And if they have some a statement about an issue, they they give it. And if they don't, they don't. So and so it, it's it's pretty pretty well organized. It seems to pretty much make sense uh, when you know looking at at the little box check boxes and seeing where to check and um, and where to, how to uh, how to go from here. And so basically, what you're saying so on the election forum section, if I wanted to ask the candidates in the governor's race about uh, let's say coastal restoration or at the, or the environment, uh, depending on which one it you know, is applicable, I would just write a post and it would create that form and then all the candidates would be able to respond. So it's it's on so you can see that it's in the the governor's form. So it doesn't actually create a form but it creates a thread. So yes. Right. Your your post would be on on the governor's forum and they would all have the opportunity to be able to respond if they wanted to, obviously. Other voters can also respond and engage in the dialogue. So it's not restricted to just the candidates. Um, But it does allow for, you know, sort of an on-demand sort of debate environment. Yeah, and that's really neat. And the, um, whatchamacallit, you know, a lot of times on the internet, you know, we have, you know, we, we talked about this a little bit, but a lot, a lot of times on the internet, you'll have people who will make, you know, little sneaky accounts and, you know, lie about who they are and then start, you know, flaming people. And so what, what does Freegal do to, to prevent uh, this sort of thing from happening? Great question. Uh, and that's actually another one of the key differentiators of Freegal is, um, you know, our founders, envisioned a world when communication was done face-to-face. There were no telephones, you know. I mean, you either sent a message, you know, long distance, or you spoke to someone in person, but it was 
either in writing or, or in person. So I don't think they could have envisioned uh, the, the kinds of things that happen in today's political dialogue. And um, so we've intentionally made it so that if you want to participate on Fregal, anybody can sign up. Uh, but when you sign up, you are in a kind of, it's considered an unverified status. So basically, you're in a read-only mode. You can see anything that's going on on the platform, but you're not able to participate. So if candidates send out opinion polls uh, and it's related to issues you care about, you'll see them in your feed, but you're not able to respond. If, um, you, you know, you're not able to post, you can't take any action. Um, so in order to take action, you go through a verification process where we, I, we verify your identity, that you are Daniel Zimmerman, and um, once you have been verified and authenticated that you are, in fact, who you say you are, then you have full access to the site to be able to participate. And, you know, I, I think that's part of, part of the reason we've had, you know, some really great feedback from so many of the candidates is, you know, there's a lot of visceral uh, things that are set out on the internet and, uh, you know, and, th and there's not accountability around it. And so I think removing that veil of anonymity uh, hopefully will help us get back to a more substantive dialogue on, you know, real issues rather than uh, what I think we've kind of digressed to in a lot of instances where, you know, it's, it's a tax or it's, uh, you know, who can come up with the best, commercial or 30-second ad, uh, you know, it's not really about who's going to be the best positioned in whatever office to attack the problem uh, and lead, you know, our communities and our government uh, to a better place. And so hopefully that's what Freegal will uh, will help us get to. Yeah, and, you know, when I signed up, you know, if you have a nickname, it will allow you to have a nickname, but you still have to put your full first and last name, and it still, it still will vary, it, it, you know, so, so I guess that's what it verifies on on the on the on the first and last name, and you know. So, but then the nickname didn't seem to allow you to uh, be able to obfuscate too much because it's still it's still, it's still showing my last name uh, that I gave as my last name. So, right, right. So, right, so like my, my I, I'm right now I'm signed up as Liberal Dan Zimmerman. So there you go. <laughs> right, and so when so but you can't post. So until you verify. No, I verified. Uh, I'm good. Oh, you are verified? Okay. Well, yeah, there you go. I do. So, <laughs> it's all good. Um, so, let's see. Um, so, so yeah. what is, the guess, the future, I guess? Because right now, uh, you're pretty much focused on Louisiana, obviously, and the Louisiana right, election, because that's, you know, right ahead of us. We all, you know, both of us, we live in Louisiana, and that was an, obviously an easy easy thing to look at is, is just obviously Louisiana elections are coming up. So obviously if you're going to launch this to Louisiana. You need to make it available for the Louisiana elections to show this kind of a proof of concept as to how it's going to work. So uh, going forward after the Louisiana election, um, are you going to start moving into trying to make it um, national issues as well or? Oh yes, absolutely. So uh, our roadmap is to expand nationally at the end of the year 
uh, after the Louisiana races. And you're right, this is a market validation period for us. So it was a great opportunity to be able to test the market in, you know, a, a smaller kind of test bed environment, get uh, user feedback. Um, you know, we started signing up candidates a couple months ago, or actually a little longer than that. Um, and when we started signing them up, you know, they gave us feedback. And so we had development changes and just some of it simple stuff that we just really didn't think about in, until people started using it. And then we um, we got a sufficient number of candidates signed up and we opened the beta to uh, voters. And so then, again, we got, you know, a whole nother set of, of feedback. And um, so we incorporated a lot of those changes prior to launching publicly. And so we expect that we will continue to iterate the platform uh, through, you know, the feedback that we get here in Louisiana over the next two and a half months. And from there, uh, our next phase will be to uh, expand nationally for the 2016 races. Cool. And so, you know, we have this, you know, you have it set up so that, you know, somebody can't be anonymous and posting and because if they're not verified, they just don't get to post, they just get to read. So what happens when somebody um, doesn't care about whether or not they're anonymous and then they decide to act belligerently on the site, you know, and, you know, trolling candidates, using maybe expletives that you might not, you know, words that you might not want, or just being overly harassive and not being, I guess, giving constructive, meaningful questions uh, on, you know, the issues and the topics. What, how, how do, how do, how does Freegal work to deal with such issues? So we we definitely are not going to be in the business of censoring anyone. Um, sure. You know, the, the country built on free skin. You know, people have differing opinions, and and a lot of you know times that that is what leads us to you know healthy debate. However, um, we will not allow inappropriate or abusive type behavior on the platform. So um, because it is you know, regulated, but um, we, we we have a report, but it's not private. It's not where, you know, a candidate manages their page and can choose to delete certain posts or comments. Um, so what we have is a report post link on every post, uh, except sure. you would see them on your own, obviously. Um, right. And so people can report uh, other people's posts. Now, if it's simply that, you know, somebody didn't like somebody's opinion, then that's, we're not going to take that down. Um, if it's, you know, clearly abusive uh, or, or, you know, racist or profane or, you know, inappropriate in some way, um, if it's, you know, some things are just black and white, uh, and, sure. you know, then we're, we'll definitely take those down. However... And, and particularly in the realm of politics and political discourse, there's a, a lot of gray area. And so, um, you know, we have some processes in place uh, in order to, you know, verify. And, and uh, our advisory board is very diverse and crosses the spectrum from, you know, Tea Party conservative to, you know, very liberal. Uh, and, and we've got a lot of uh, – so the – spectrum of ideology as well as background from uh, candidates and lobbyists, advocates, media, you know, 
uh, business folks. So um, essentially, if it if it's something that is questionable, then it'll be presented to the board for a vote. And mm-hmm. if they determine that it should be removed, then that's what will happen. Uh, however, we'll keep an audit log so that um, you know one of my my things is. In order for us to be successful, Fregal absolutely has to remain non-biased. And so, but we're all humans, right? And so right. It's, it's more about establishing protocols to prevent and mitigate as much as you can against bias, um, you know, through, through processes rather than individual opinions. Right. So, and that's great. And, and you know, one of the things that I've said, you know, for a long time, I actually talked about it a little bit beforehand, was was how um, you really shouldn't need to have, you know, a whole bunch of money to run in an election. Although it does, I did notice that you do have lots of information and feeds, and it, it'll show like how much money each candidate has raised. Um, but you, you know, basically, you should be able to have just you know several ways, different platforms to, you know, where, where a candidate, you know, who might not have a lot of funds but might have some good ideas, can share their views, and if they do it. You know, and they can do it effectively. That should that should you know maybe even potentially negate you know any you know monetary difficulties that they're having if they can show that they're making the best argument. Because ultimately, that's what you know, people should be deciding uh, their elections on, not who's the best at raising funds, but who is the best at you know coming up with ideas. And um, Spriegel seems to me to be the perfect app to allow that to happen. Um, so. I'm very proud of you for for getting this uh, launched and accomplished. I knew there were some roadblocks along the way, but I was very excited to see it up and running and uh, becoming a thing. So uh, great! Well, I else? hope that you will. Uh, I hope you will get active. And right now, we, we actually in our first few days, uh, been getting a lot of excitement around it. And people are signing up. Uh, now we need to start getting people to drive activity. So please post. Please ask questions. Um, please uh, get into the issue forums and and start you know generating some dialogue and and engaging with the other folks that have signed up. It's kind of one of those you know <laughs> I'm here, but you know everybody's at the party, but nobody wants to start talking to each other yet. <laughs> Granted, well, I'm not. Too, so <laughs> I'm not. You know me. I'm not shy. I can definitely get some topics started. <laughs> Don't you worry about that. <laughs> right. So. Right. Exactly. And then you know, so. we'd love to have your listeners join. And uh, you know in Louisiana and for those that are outside of Louisiana, stay tuned and in a few months, hopefully we'll be coming to your state as well. Uh, look, that, that, that'll be awesome. Again, thank you very much. Just uh, so you, uh, It's freegle.com, F-R-E-A-G-L-E.com, or you can go to, I put the link to the Facebook page, uh, Freegle Open Gov on Facebook, on the show thread and on Blog Talk Radio page. So you can go to the Facebook page directly from there. There's also the Twitter account, Freegle Open Gov, on Twitter as well. Um, any other good ways that they can contact you, or is that about it? Uh, that's about it. Okay, awesome. Well, and thank you very much for coming on the show. I definitely appreciate it, and I encourage, again, everybody uh, to um, go ahead and check it out and get involved. And This is a, a great way for every voter to get involved, which is what we need. We need more voter involvement. So uh, thank you again for coming on the show, Nikki, and you have a good night. Thanks. You too, Dan. Bye. Bye-bye. All right, so let's go ahead I'm going to take a quick commercial break, uh, talk about one final thing after the break, uh, and then we'll end the show. Um, but if you do want to, if you do want to just call up in the middle, it's 347-838-8368. 
This is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. representation or advice on issues such as family law, bankruptcy law, DWI, or other civil or criminal matters, you need hands-on legal advice from someone who will treat you as a priority and not just another number. So call the law office of Sherry I. Sandler at 504-528-9500. That's 504-528-9500. Or email sandlerlaw at cox.net. I trust Sherry with my legal needs. So should you. The preceding ad was an unpaid client endorsement. Do you like fun jewelry? Do you wish you could design jewelry that is designed just for you and that tells your story? Well, with Origami Owl, you can do just that. An Origami Owl jewelry bar is a fun way to get together with your friends, hang out, and design jewelry. There is no pressure to buy, but when you host a party, either in person or online, you have the opportunity to get deeply discounted jewelry based on what the friends you invite to the party purchase. If you would be interested in holding a party, either online or in person, go to cassiezcharms.origamiowl.com. That is C-A-S-S-I-E-Z charms.origamiowl.com and contact Cassie today. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Again, this is your host, Dan Zimmerman, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, kind of a serious thing I want to talk about for a second uh, before I end the show. And it was made, aware, made apparent to me uh, that there is a um, uh, woman. Uh, she is, I'm not going to be naming her name. Uh, she has kids and uh she is in the process of seeking to get full custody of her kids and in the process of um, trying to get you know, restraining orders against uh, the other side of the family because uh, there's some very strong evidence there that abuse is going on and it would be difficult for her uh, to go ahead and raise funds uh, for, uh, for the legal fees in order to make this happen. Uh, so I was approached, uh, I guess, with my, my tech savviness or what have you, um, and to in order to maybe set up a GoFundMe uh, or some other form of crowdsourcing uh, that will enable uh, a, 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 you know, her to be able to afford the legal fees that are required to get this done. So if you would like to help out, uh, follow me on Twitter uh, at Liberal Dan Radio. I will be sharing a link to that post as soon as I make it. Um, it's, you know, the abuse of children is horrible, and to not be able to fight to protect your children, I can't imagine how how that could even be. You know, I can't imagine, you know, not being able to put up a fight for my child when they're being hurt. So... I'm going to be posting that shortly, and I'm asking each and every one of you who listen, uh, follow me, follows me on Twitter, on Facebook, or what have you, to please donate what you can to help out this woman 
um, to make her. And, and look, I will have whoever I need vouching for her, vouching for her. Um, just trust me that this is going to go to a good place. I've, I've been, you know, it's been affirmed to me uh, that this is where these funds are going to go. And again, the only funds that are going to come out of the money that you donate are anything that Groupon takes. Uh, I'm not going to keep a single penny of it. So again, just please keep your eyes out. I should be posting it sometime later tonight. If you see it, um, please, when you see it, please make a contribution. Anyway, so this is the end of uh, Liberal Dan Radio for this week. I uh, will be back at the same time next week, 8 p.m. Central on Wednesdays on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, you can also follow me at facebook.com slash liberaldan, blogtalkradio.com slash liberaldan, or on Twitter at liberaldanradio. Until next week, uh, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right.